This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Reporting is eligible is proudly supported by Appleton Coffee Company. If you go to appletoncoffee.com and use code RAE at checkout, you will save 15% this year. Again, that's appletoncoffee.com. Use code RAE at checkout to save 15%. Hey everybody, welcome to Reporting is Eligible. Uh, we just beat the Patriots barely in overtime and we're going to merry old England to play the Giants for God knows why. Um, and uh, we, we got to see Bailey Zappi play, which I'm happy about. We got to see Christian Watson score an uh, end around uh, a jet sweep touchdown, which I'm super happy about. And uh, uh, JR, um, one thing I'm mad about this game on is the, uh, the play clock rule of the play clock hitting zero. And then nobody throwing a flag forever, and the rule is like they have to look at the clock and look at the ball and look back at the clock. Um, that's the stupidest. Uh, we have a lot of stupidest rules in sports, like you know the fumble through the end zone gets thrown out there a lot. Um, I, I think that that might be the stupidest rule in sports because it's about a clock, um, and you know we don't have any trouble with clocks in well football or in any other sport. Like the NBA has a shot clock uh, when it goes off the. You have to have it out of your like. This is dumb, right? Like, it's really, really stupid that the 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 play clock is not objective. Am I am I right? Yeah, I'm still gonna go to bat for the drop third strike rule, which I still uh, don't don't agree with, and still think it's very very <laughs> stupid. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't get why a clock can't just be a clock. Why there has to be different uh, different stipulations around it. Oh, by the way, I'm J.R. Radcliffe, training sports reporter <laughs> for the Milwaukee <laughs> Journal Sentinel, chilling in urban Wauwatosa. I was, uh, was going to see if that happened or not, but I'm, my, I'm glad my, it did. Yeah, my recommendation, which I put out there, would be a singing clock, something that just gets louder and louder as we get to the final five seconds. You know, like a five, four, three, two, one, and then boom, everyone knows. Everyone's on the same page. I know that the refs keep their own time, but I feel like that would be an incredible feature in any uh, in any NFL stadium. It would also and, and start would... to punish people for taking too long because it would Damn start right to it would. get in the way of the cadence. Um, uh, and I hate, I don't like it when they push it to zero. It's very annoying, and um, it 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 shouldn't happen. Aaron does it too much. Uh, it, it happened with Bailey Zappi in this game. Uh, so I, I love that idea, and they should definitely do it. It would be an alert for everybody, and it would just be cool um, because then there'd be music randomly playing all the time too. Yeah. You want yeah, you, you <laughs> to? You uh, should do it now. <laughs> come on, man. Is that a uh, cat that just died? My name is Matthew. Call me Matub, Acme Packing Company, Meme Weaver, and General Twitter Rabble Rouser. I'm trying not to do my full Robert Plants because my kids are sleeping upstairs oh, yeah. or attempting to. Um, so I had an idea where feeding off of JR's idea was to. Uh, God damn it. I could hear my son going da da from upstairs. Oh no. 
um, my idea of feeding off of JR's idea was to have the immigrant song get louder and louder. <laughs> That'd be so perfect. Yep. Gosh, that song is is incredible. Led Zeppelin's incredible. There's there. It's not like music that I can just jam out to. I don't think for prolonged periods of time. But holy smokes, what a band! Agreed. <laughs> yes, they're they're. That's fine. all. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Immigrant song uh, you, in particular, very good for this purpose, and you know, made Thor movie work pretty much all the way. Uh, the only good thing about that Thor movie, I think, no, that's, I take that back. That Thor movie's good. The one after that's bad. So never mind. Just good all around. Yeah, dude, I'm like eight years behind on the MCU. I've barely seen any of them. Um, but I, have, I, I haven't seen any of the Thanos movies. I read the comic books. I don't need to see those. I like the <laughs> Thors because they tend to be a little funnier. The problem with the last Thor was that um, it's too, the subject matter is too serious, and they had Takawa Hidi direct it anyway, and it's like joking about cancer death, and you shouldn't... That doesn't work. You can't do that. It, it's very tonally inconsistent for that reason, so um, not not good. Bad choice. Should not have done that. All right, there's football too, right? Uh, do you think Bailey Zappi and Axel Hoyer should be characters in the MCU or members of Led Zeppelin? <laughs> they might be. Um, honestly, like... They, they might actually be superheroes because, you know, Axel's clearly an alter ego already. Brian, mm-hmm. whatever. That's totally a Superman thing, right? Mild so, bad quarterback Brian Hoyer. Well, that's that's the thing, right? So Clark Kent is the disguise. Superman is his real person. Brian Hoyer is the chosen name. That is his disguise. The real person is Axel Hoyer. Okay, David Carey. The, que- nice. the real question here is, does Bailey Zappi play bass or drums? Mm. Oh, he's a drummer. He's a drummer. See, I think I think Bailey Zappi sounds like a bass player. The name's too high. No, no, he's a drummer. It's got staccato to it. It, It's a fast name. It's not a bass players are long, drawn out names. You know, Axel Hoyer is the bass player. Yeah, he's the he's absolutely the bass player. Axel Hoyer's the front man. Come on, no way. You can't be named Axel and not be the front man. (laughs) No, No, the front man's got some monosyllabic. It's singular name or something like I don't know. I was gonna say Jeff. That may uh, not be say, it. That's not the gonna, one. I was gonna say Jar. I don't know why Jar. <laughs> jar is good. <laughs> that's good. That's that's what my kids used to call me when they were like one and two. Jar. Or so, I uh, suppose I called this, me dad. But <laughs> so th- this is the first game this season that wasn't on TV for me, and I went to my closest Packer bar, which turns out is only like a mile from my house. Mm, nice. It's a brewery that makes some very good brews called Trinity. Um, met a lovely couple from from uh topeka kansas that recently moved to colorado springs to be with their daughter who just had a kid very much like my in-laws um and this was my first time rubbing shoulders with like i i'm just gonna say normies for the first time in forever oh yeah these people could not pronounce any names at all and we're just like this defense has to do something and i was like oh like what what do you think you know kind of joe barry adjustments they should do and they went who's joe barry Oh no! <laughs> uh, but so uh, uh, Jari Alexander. Oh yeah, and ba- and Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari. Were, were oh the two, no! Two big ones that stuck out. Oh no! I mean, I, I don't. Uh, we can't really throw I'm, stones. I'm not we throwing any known. stones here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm not throwing stones for like JJ Anikbari because that he's an unknown. <laughs> sure. And for for us, like like people like us know his name. People like them don't. But when you have multi all pro like player it's yeah i hear you what did, what did they, did they get a chance to say the name yash nyman at any point yeah um he called him nijman uh-huh he sure did he didn't he didn't know his first name and called him nijman 
All right. Should we be happy about this three and one? Because uh, the Packers have not, I still don't think they've looked good really at all this year. <laughs> so, so what, what is the tenor of the room? I'm already playing the what if game. There are three plays that if they go differently, it's a blowout. Yeah, and that's true. And like in my mind, like Aaron Rodgers loves to pick on rookie corners. He picked on the wrong rookie corner. That's a, <laughs> yes, he did. That's, that's a, at, at worst, a 10 point swing right there. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got uh, Romeo. the dropped, yeah, the dropped Dobbs. Got to bring that, that in. That's that's a four point swing, and then the um, the delay game, as we mentioned, that's another four point swing. So that's, I mean, that's that's eighteen points that just kind of left out there. Yeah, I, I felt bad when I watched the game, but upon sort of rewatching, I did. I started doing the same stuff, and. I got much more optimistic because I think a lot of what is wrong with them is fixable. The only thing I don't really think is fixable is Aaron age-related decline. But I also <laughs> not sure it's that bad. I think it's still did you, okay. Did you see the all twenty-two of the Cobb deep shot? I did, and he got knocked off his route by a Patriots. Yeah. Um, which it was a good throw. That, that's the thing. Like rewatching it, a lot of Aaron's throws that looked bad weren't weren't too bad. Dusty did that today. Dusty did good. Um, you you would say that they weren't. Errant. They weren't errant. Yes, that's Jesus. very nice. <laughs> We're already here. So, the, the distant oh Jesus for Jr. It's the best. Yep, but I, I I do think sort of everything that's wrong on offense should get better. Um, either th- just through experience for the wide receivers or through the offensive line getting healthier or better people coming in and replacing people. Um, so I, I'm kind of optimistic that as they go through the season, they'll start to improve. I'll, I'll, I'll be more worried like three weeks from now after they've gone through the commanders and the giants and some other trash team, the jets, I think they have, if they're still doing this on offense, then it's a problem. But uh, I feel like this is just extended preseason for getting the line, right. And getting the receivers like chemistry and catching the ball. <laughs> um, and, and it might be okay. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm glad they won and they shouldn't have gone to overtime, but um, they, they did a few things. Okay. I feel like the the main storylines are more on the other side of the ball from this game, the run defense, and and anytime they get gashed on the ground, I hear I hear kind of Paul your voice in my head about how this defense shouldn't prioritize the run, and and they don't prioritize the run, and they have routinely, you know, said fine if you want to beat us with the run game, you can, but then the other side of that is when that has happening constantly and is the only weapon they have because they're third string quarterback doesn't have an arm and it's like now it's about adjustments and that's not the first time we've talked about adjustments this year either so there's kind of two sides to that coin yeah there's the the weakness is joe barry and yeah that's a problem that's so against the bears like they got gashed on the ground but it didn't matter like they still won by a lot this hurt them you know this was one where getting gashed on the ground legitimately almost cost them the game that they had like a whole drive by the Patriots that was just Ramondre Stevenson running the ball, who's not even their best running back. Um, and I, I don't know how you failed this. Well, I do know how you failed to stop that because there are definitely guys responsible for it. But uh, you know—it's Bailey's app. Just sell it on the run, make him pass. Who? What? This is not rocket <laughs> so, science. So zappy. I'm, sorry, zappy. There you go. So I'm going to mention something that's going to make Jr.'s eyes roll so hard oh, they boy. might fall out. Um, in the APC Slack chat today, I was talking about how, like, there's the trope of like there should always be a Madden player to do the clock. I, this is this this is a game that a, a Madden player would have been a better defensive coordinator. Like, hey, our our uh, 
normal use of nickel with Darnell Savage in playing in the box isn't stopping the run. Maybe I should move to like a four man front look with four linebackers. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's something that a, that a Madden player would do that Joe Barry did not. I just, I, I, I would love to hear, and maybe, maybe we'll never get that answer. I would love to hear what the, what the fallout is from doing that. You know, I'm sure they feel like it's not worth it because something else in their coordination of their defense will be impacted adversely that they don't have time to correct or, or work on or whatever. Maybe it's, maybe it's Quay Walker or one of the rookies on the field. will will just have no chance to adjust or, or I don't know, but it, it just, you know, like second time now in four games where there's something everybody is screaming at their TV. <laughs> you know, this was a little more complicated than put your best guy on, Je- on Justin Jefferson, but, but still, you know, what you said, I feel like it was not lost on a lot of people. Uh, just, just, up, up the front so that you can slow them down. Uh, and, and they were not able or willing to do it with a quarterback who could not throw the ball. Like Bailey Zappi, like you, we talked a lot about him last week, oddly enough that uh, he's not that bad. <laughs> he's, he's good. He's a Q-Bop's favorite. He is an accurate, yeah. but weak passer. So. Right. A, a, a rookie third stringer who wasn't ready. You know, he didn't tra- practice for this. The, it should not have been a contest, but they, he didn't have to do anything. Yeah. I um, mean, cre- I was going to say credit to Joe Barry on the, on the obvious passing situations. He dialed up blitzes. Yeah, and even like JJ got home and and caused a errant throw, and and uh, Zappy did one hop a whole lot of stuff when he was under pressure. So like I will, I, I get a lot of crap for being a Joe Barry hater. I'm sure as you guys <laughs> do too. Um, so really. credit where it's oh, I was gonna say, credit where it's due there. Yeah, I get like who's Joe why, Barry? Why do the apologists come into my mentions and not yours, Paul? You're way meaner than I am. I think that that's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also I'm also quick with the block button. You, you'll send me stuff pretty regularly about the, like look at this guy, and it'll just show up on my screen as you you cannot see this person's tweets. <laughs> so there's that. I, I prefer I, mute. I like when people yell into the void. So I used to prefer mute, but I have actually changed my tune on this because they can then talk behind your back with no response from you, and I don't like that. I don't like that they get yeah. to dictate the you know the actual narrative to their stupid followers with me at that point so uh i block i just block people um yeah but uh, i do feel like dean lowry has not done himself any favors this season (laughs) he is not single-handedly responsible for the running problems but like 80 percent he gets gashed on that side it's not but like at this point you're you're getting mad at dean lowry for being dean lowry i i know it it also hurts that Devontae white isn't ready to be a better version of somebody is on he, that line. Is he? We don't know. He's played 28 snaps in four games. We well, don't know. At least what the Packers is. feel that. I way. will I say this. Um, when you are just trying to stop the run, I, I mean, big guys stopping the run is not the most technical part of football. You can usually just plug a big body in there, and it helps a lot. And it's a good way to get wide experience, even if he is still bad. And there's no reason to have Dean Lowry out there if it's, if it's running situations. He's, I would say, strictly a pass-rushing defensive lineman at this point like mm-hmm. don't do that it's it's dumb stop being dumb <laughs> joe <laughs> okay so i want to go back quickly actually to aaron Rodgers again because i'm actually surprised to hear you say that it isn't as bad as we think it is because i i was prepared for you to say maybe the opposite that it's it's actually really quite alarming now because that is not <laughs> th- three interceptions none of which were good throws those were not like or is it four interceptions no it's he three. Is three. Um, and none of them were, all of them are on Aaron. They, they were questionable decisions and bad throws on top of that. Yeah, they were. 
this is extremely a high volume for him. It's not, it's not unprecedented. He's had three in the first four games before, but still like, this is not just what we know of him and how he operates. And uh, I, I, I don't know what to make of that, but like four games in, even even though we know there's still a huge learning curve with the with the rookies still to come, it's it feels like it feels like that's that's I don't know that's a pretty bad red flag. It's bad. So here's the here's what's bad about Aaron Rodgers so far this year. Stuff that's I would say his fault. Um, he he has the highest percentage of throws behind the line of scrimmage of any quarterback in football, thirty seven percent. Next highest is Baker at thirty percent. Uh, that's a big difference. It's a huge, di- so that's not good, but there are some qualifications to that. I think that those little push passes to Christian Watson are technically behind the line of scrimmage. They're basically running plays. Not sure if they should count in the percentage. Um, so there's that. Um, also, just on the Aaron decline thing, uh, getting rid of kneel downs and aborted snaps. He's only run the ball three times this year. He's only has three scrambles on the whole whole year. Uh, he only averages four yards a carry. His long is seven. Um, last year he had a bunch of like 18 and 16 yard runs and, uh, one of his runs was to pick up a first down. It was like a four yard carry where he looked like the slowest person in the world. I do think he is legitimately not moving as well and is taking more sacks and more hits and a little bit panicky because of it. Uh, all that said, <laughs> Did you guys see, have you seen the, the Peyton Manning naked bootleg rushing touchdown? Uh, I, I assume it looked a lot like the Aaron Rodgers naked bootleg first down pickup. Yes, yep. it was it, it like he he runs like a baby giraffe on quaaludes. That sounds about right. <laughs> and that's kind of what Aaron was reminiscent yeah. or of which of what Aaron was reminiscent. Sorry, I'm not supposed no, no to end in a preposition. But on the stuff that <laughs> that maybe is not quite his fault, his deep ball accuracy has actually been pretty good. Um, and after that first Minnesota game where his his uh, throw chart was all the line of scrimmage, he's actually started to hit quite a few things downfield. Romeo, I think he's got like 17 throws now of over 20 completions of over 20 yard, uh, 20 yards. Dobbs has quite a few of them. Um, obviously, we know about the two big dropped bombs that happened. Those are not on him. Those are good throws. Um, and he's had a few others like that, too. So it's not like he can't. Uh, hit the deep ball at all he is th- oh, and Cobb had that one where he got knocked off his route that was a good throw so he could, he, the ability is still there um, he just needs his guys to finish a little bit better on those be a little bit cleaner on their releases and I think I think you, you're still okay with him so I do think part of that is just that getting better and then um, the line has not been as good as we're accustomed to because Elton had a bad game and has had like a bad game and a half now um, we had a lot of debates this week internally about whether they should kick him into guard. Uh, we talked last week about whether he would do that because he gets paid less if he plays guard. But uh, he might not be able to play tackle right now. Uh, we had, there was tons this week on Yash. Can he play right tackle? Um, and uh, that's a problem too. But Aaron has, I would still, I think on tape, done a lot of Aaron stuff, even if the results aren't there and even if the numbers kind of look bad. So um, I, I'm. You know, I, I criticize Aaron quite a lot. I actually think upon rewatching, he looked okay. I'm not that worried about him. I think he'll be all right going forward. It also helps that Lazard has done really well. L- Lazard's <laughs> getting cl- clearly getting better. Uh, that ankle's so, getting better every week. He had a great game. The the thing that I love, so excuse me, um, Tyler Brook posted the, your weekly ridiculous Aaron Rodgers throw, and uh, he threw this like inside shoulder cover two beater that he always used to throw to Jordy. He threw it to Lazard. Lazard 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 made the proper adjustment. And my, my heart, it was, it was 2014 again for for (laughs) a moment. 
Um, and Aaron slash the offensive line also left another 60 yards or so on the field to Lazard, who was open for a touchdown and got a guy in his face at just the last second um, that, that otherwise would have put the game away. Lazard's great. He's, by the way, number two in DVOA right now behind Mike Evans. <laughs> and Cobb is four. Cobb is four. So through four weeks in 2020, prior to his core injury, Alan Lazard led the league in DVOA. He's he is always high in DVOA every time he can play. That is, uh, I, I ran the numbers today. He has twelve catches. Eleven of them have picked up first downs. Um, hoo, hoo, the hoo. other one was a six-yard gain on first down and a positive EPA play. That uh, he <laughs> he is just the best at that. God, and then there's uh, then there's the running backs too. Uh, I know are, are we we're starting to see. I think I think it was uh, Ben Baldwin who posted the chart that shows that you could explain AJ Dillon's sort of lack of production relative to Aaron Jones, because AJ Dillon is being asked to like run into brick walls for the most yeah. part, show up yards and then Aaron Jones work his magic. So the, the chart that you are referencing is yards per carry versus expected yards per carry. Yeah. Aaron Jones expected yards per carry is like four and his current yards per carry is almost seven. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just blowing everybody. He's very far to the right on the chart. Yeah, the only no, he's one... very he's very far up. Oh. Up is the important up is the important part. DeAndre Swift um, is the other big outlier. Yeah, DeAndre there, right? Swift is expected to have nine yards of carry and has nine yards of carry. He's, <laughs> he's it's it's so crazy, but AJ Dillon is expected to have like three point two and he has three point five. Yeah, because they're handing him the ball and saying dive into that pot. And while you you do want your running back to exceed the expected yards, um, the lower the expected yards on any given run, the harder it is to do that. Because you hit the big guys. Like if your expected carry is into the teeth of the defense and 320 pounders, it's harder to break those tackles. You know, if your expected yards are four, it's easier to get six because you're hitting. So I was going to say, if you think about it, he's 10% over expected. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. It's been rough. He's had, he's definitely had that. We've seen it uh, in terms of just formation too. He's in on the expected running downs way more than uh, Jones is. And that does impact his production for sure. Yeah, but he might, is he being used to butter up, you know, like <laughs> to like wear down the defense? Until, well, like uh... you would see, you definitely see his runs later in the game going farther um, where he'll drag the pile for an extra two yards in the fourth quarter versus in the second. Yeah, the tiring out the defense thing is, I'll, I'll just say, controversial. <laughs> is it? <laughs> most, <laughs> most nerds don't think it's real. Uh, I think it probably is at least a little real because getting hit... Uh, makes you want to get hit less. This is, I think, a fundamental rule of nature and humanity. And getting hit by A.J. Dillon a bunch early will hurt a lot more when you get hit by him late. That's just, I think, how that works. So that does make some sense to me. And I do think he just gets the tougher assignments generally, too. You know, he gets the short yardage. He gets the the first and short carry, or the you know, fourth and third and short carries. So um, yeah, if they start using him a little more like Jones, he'll probably look a lot more like Jones. I wish they'd pass to him more, honestly. Um, He's he's good at that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So from the from the Patriots' perspective here, going uh, going next year on the on the rundown, <laughs> they uh, they had Bailey Zappi at quarter. Okay. <laughs> rundown. Run, okay. We mentioned the rundown. I'm going to jump in with Andy Schaff, who single handedly started the Urban Meyer to <laughs> he did. That's true. And I hate him for Andy, it. Andy Andy did an Andy this last couple of weeks, so that was good. Yeah. It's we were discussing point. it in the DMs. I did the look. <laughs> there were three tweets prior to Andy's mentioning Urban Meyer to Wisconsin, and they were by people who had like no interaction at all. So this is I, Andy's fault. I am all on board the causation, even though correlation is probably the better explanation for it. Even, even Andy but... was saying, well, it would have happened anyway. Somebody would have made the joke. However, 
somebody includes Andy, and yeah, somebody and, has to be that person. Some and you know what? Like anybody could be Jackson Pollock, but there's only one Jackson Pollock. Exactly. <laughs> like, all right, so so the, the 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 Patriots run the ball very effectively, crush crush the Packers in that regard, almost beat the Packers because of it. So what do you think happens in response? Do they do they think, adjust with their I personnel? I just watched uh <laughs> I just watched Savage diagnose slowly, make a poorly square up and get run over. And I never ever want to see Savage in the box ever again. Yeah. Uh I'm not sure they'll so I hope this game makes them adjust, and I hope they adjust for next week because next week they have a better version of this, except for quarterback. Um, Saquon Barkley is better than all of the Patriots running backs, and if they let him get into the secondary, he'll score touchdowns, not just get you know 15 yards. So I hope so. I hope that this at least scares them into more personnel packages to stop the run. Uh, and you know, going across the ocean, there's going to be less creative sets anyway you're going to probably get a lot of running plays from the giants a lot of easy diagnosable this is an intelligence test for joe barry <laughs> uh, if he doesn't adjust then he probably never will because it'll never be more obvious than this so <laughs> i mean we'll, we'll see we we are now talking about bellinger who's who's the giants third quarterback he's their tight end isn't he is he okay so like it's uh Davis Webb is their third. He's not currently their starting quarterback. Right? That's a golfer because they <laughs> kept calling him Davis Mills all day. I actually had to change a piece of writing. I did because I had the wrong so, Davis. But well, what's funny is Tex missed it too. Like I know. Our editor, our editor thought you were talking about the right Davis. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm auditioned today, as did AJ McCarron. I don't know if they've <laughs> signed anybody yet, but those are. Possible quarterbacks that we might see. Yeah. So um, the the I was actually I was more worried about seeing Tyrod Taylor because I personally think he's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Well, I think that's defensible. I and agree. then he got and then he got hurt too, and so it's just like, yeah. So they're they're literally going to run like some like wing T option offense. They should. They just saw what the Packers did against the Patriots. Run the wing team. Well, Let's go. If you can just what's do like the Bears plus a little better, that also works. So you well, can do that. They, that's what they were doing before Daniel Jones got hurt. He threw it, for 70 yards and ran for I was 60 gonna, and two touchdowns. If Daniel Jones played in this game, I was going to pick the Giants for that exact reason. <laughs> and Because he's like just a better uh, Justin Fields. Like He's just going to add to the running game and then be able to hit a few passes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean if, if at the end of the day we just call Daniel Jones tall, uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, I think that's a fair comparison. <laughs> it's also kind of a good, like, just folk name anyway. That tall Justin <laughs> Fields. Uh, you mentioned the injury uh, to. Uh... Oh my gosh, I've completely Daniel Jones, no. Tyra Taylor, you did, you Sterling Shepard. <laughs> you didn't mention the injury. I was going to mention the injury. You talk about Savage up in the box. I mean, oh, Savage yeah. is going to be a big deal though because Adrian Amos got a concussion. So mm -hmm. uh, they're down. They're one good safety and uh i don't know i could see that being an issue in terms of what you know their flexibility with personnel and whether or not they're able to completely adjust what they're doing here in the box i don't know man shout outs to uh shout outs to ruby ford rudy rudy ford to make some cool tackles yep. for sure i mean he was he was in uh, in the shot in a lot of tackles he was yeah, that dude flies around he's fast he moves he's athletic i like that um, mm -hmm. He hits stuff. You point him at the right direction, and he'll go and kill it. Which is so we have two savages, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All 
I don't think they really lose that much, honestly. It's not like Savage's instincts are good. He's out there to run fast and hit stuff, and anybody can do that if they're athletic enough. Yeah. It's a, it's not a bad game to be down, Amos, honestly. Uh, it, it hurts in run support, but like Ford can do that. If there's going to be a lot of tricky passing or anything, that would be a different thing, but the Giants have no capability at all of doing that, so it's fine. Get them rested. So, like... The thing I don't—I I guess I—I've literally my train of thought answered my own question. I was gonna be like, "Well, how can they keep? How can they keep Dalvin Cook under a hundred yards?" And it's like, "Oh, because Justin Jefferson set records. Like that's how they kept Dalvin Cook under." Kinda, yeah. <laughs> that is how that worked. Do you guys, when Dobbs dropped that touchdown pass, I—I uh, um, I recognize that's a drop, and I recognize that's, I guess, a play he has to make, but. Man, that's, it was, it was that's a, a hard play. Go, that's I'll a hard to play to keep physics. Once you hit the turf, I feel like I feel like once you hit the ground like that, physics is just going to do what it's going to do. I, I don't like. I don't begrudge him for dropping the ball. I, I, I guess it should have landed differently or something. I will. I will go to my grave saying that was a touchdown. The, the play was over when two feet hit. He was across the plane. That's so you're on the Des, team Des Bryant when it comes. Well, to okay. Bryant. They they when they change the catch rules after right. Des Bryant, uh-huh. that that the the Dobbs catch should have been a catch. Yeah, for those who don't realize that, the, the Des Bryant play would have absolutely been a catch under the revised rules. That's right. They've, mm-hmm. they've changed them. So it is a catch in retrospect, just not in the moment. It was correctly called, but it would be called differently today. Yes, and recreational marijuana is legal in many states where people are <laughs> locked up for marijuana use. Yes, um, that is exactly the same thing. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It is, it is. So... Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess you could I, I I would like to see it somehow adjudicated that way. Like if you catch a touchdown, it's a it's a touchdown and it doesn't have to be something else after the official act of a touchdown completion. He had the ball, he was in the end zone, it's over. Like like you could cross the plane, you should be able to catch catch it and be done with it, right? right? Uh, like I I agree with you. Uh, one of the reasons I like the drop third strike rule in baseball is because I think it makes logical sense that you have to complete the play. You have to always have to complete the play to get an out in baseball. S- same thing here. Like y- you, you control the ball. You get two feet. Uh, you're in the end zone. You know, there's no reason to make a football move, even frankly. Like that's kind of all you have to do. Like uh, everything after the fact always has made no sense to me at all. Like oh, for like two seconds after the play is done, you got to do more crap. Like <laughs> that, that's that's nonsense. The whistle's already blown a lot of the time after you're supposed to still be controlling the ball. The play's like over. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's nonsense. And you have okay. to be responsible for whether or not that football touches the ground while you are literally airborne or prone on the ground or flying through the air, like or being a, hit by someone behind right. you. Yeah. I, like you're you're li- you're asking things that are just not humanly possible to control in many cases. Yep. So also, we were doing the me being silent bit thing when Jr. said a phenomenal pun that I'm pretty sure everybody missed. He said, "Let me take a swing at the dropped third, <laughs> the dropped third strike roll," and I was literally covering my face. Was, yeah. It was some elite pun work. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I don't even know it. By the I way, don't even know uh, what's happening. Davis Webb is a nine three nine Raz guy. Pretty fast. They can actually do some work with him if they want to run him. Although they probably won't because they don't have a lot of other quarterbacks. You cannot convince me that that man is not a golfer, Davis Webb. Also, when you look at him, he looks like they found him outside of the stadium. <laughs> like they just, <laughs> like he just went outside out. and handed this bearded dude a jersey. 
Um, We're all looking up Davis Webb's picture right now. So. <laughs> Davis Mills, by the way, who is not involved in this game at all, um, <laughs> is another guy whose neck is 16% of his body, just in case anybody... Well, I'm, I'm starting a list because... By Glennon? It's weird. Yeah. Um, who's the other one, Tub? Uh, we have the long neck guys. Who's 16? We just oh, did it. Uh, uh, Davis Mills, Mike Glennon, and uh, I was talking about Pat O'Donnell. Pat O'Donnell. Packers, Pat O'Donnell, but... yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I missed Pat McAfee on Tuesday afternoon. And uh, apparently Aaron Rodgers, well, I I don't make a point of watching Pat McAfee, to be quite honest. But uh, he was talking about Watson, um, which I guess is promising because Watson and Dobbs both uh, both getting in the end zone in this game. And they need to get in the end zone a whole lot more for uh, for this team to click. And uh, I, I didn't hear what he said. I don't know if you guys caught it. I did. But, so, uh, it was okay, crazy. So he was talking about Christian Watson, saying that when you watch his film, it's a lot like rookie Devante, where... Rodgers isn't looking at him and he's open. Okay. Um, he said it's different because Devontae's was pure route running and, and Watson's a burner, but he is saying that Watson is open on film. Um, and then uh, he made Pat McAfee say the word dog like six times when talking <laughs> about Dobbs. All right. I'm like going to, I'm going to do something. Like, oh, go ahead, do what? I'm going to do something dumb gonna... and analyze Aaron, Lang- Aaron body language, but oh, he was like, talking about Watson actually kind of giddy like he was laughing and happy um and you know he, he's a good actor he can say stuff and not mean it but uh it was I think more genuine praise than your sort of normal like oh that you know we gotta get this guy the ball more that guy's good but he, he was like kind of cracking up about it so maybe he was cracking up about it because he was not telling the truth but he's maybe but that that is also accurate like we always watch Christian Watson just empty routes that don't result in throws he is always open. He always burns the hell out of his guy, and all of that's true. So I think it, you know, if he starts catching stuff, that's gonna catch on pretty quickly. Well, and did you guys see the the picture that Justice posted of his end around? Uh, no, I watched the end around like twenty times though. Um, from the end zone angle, there is a point where there is no person within five yards of him. <laughs> and uh, part of it was Dobbs threw a pretty good. Butt he did. Block. He did. He got in the way and and celebrated. And he got the he got the booty and. <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, when Rogers was talking about Dobbs, he says, um, he goes, Pat, what is it that you say when like a guy is just a dude and Pat's like dog. And he said, dog, like 12 times. Um, he, he, uh, Pat McAfee thinks Russell Douglas is a dog, by the way, for his dog. Reference. I'm sorry. Good or bad in this. Dog is good. good. Okay. Um, like at this it, point in the culture. Yes. At this point in the, <laughs> this point in the ethos, I, dog I, is good. I know justices. He got the dog in him. I understand that, but that doesn't yes, mean everybody's using it the same way. Uh, okay. Look at your Twitter timeline during college football Saturday. And I guarantee you, whenever a good play happens, at least three people will post a picture of an x-ray with a dog in someone's chest cavity. Ah, okay. That's what that is. Makes that, sense. That dude has the dog in him. This is why PJ Tucker could not bring himself to say anything other than we dogs uh, multiple occasions during a glorious champagne soaked moment in the <laughs> Bucks victory parade back in the summer of 2021. So, was, he, uh, was he inebriated? Hmm, possibly. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to go with yes. Actually, I'm just going to just straight up go with yes, but it was it was it was great. He's just in the microphone, Milwaukee. We're we're dogs, man. And uh and yeah, that's uh, that caught on quite nicely. It's uh, some some great some great photos from that moment too. Very special. Here's the championships are great. If you google Davis Webb, one of the first uh things to pop up is an interview he did with Jewish Views. 
Huh. Is David is David Webb Jewish? Oh, Davis Webb is he Jewish? I have no idea. I know nothing about. How would the man. we know that? We've just met him, yes. like this we podcast. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jake Fromm might be the quarterback on Sunday. We have no way to know. Somebody is getting a ticket to London to quarterback the Giants football team from from New York or New Jersey, if you prefer. Uh, on uh, on on next on, on Sunday, it's going to be wild. Jake Fromm, of course, should have a State Farm ad, and it's a oh, yeah. crime he does. Jake. Not. Jake from State Farm. Yes, I true. still th- I still think that Reggie Beagleton should have a State Farm ad because he looks exactly like Jake from the State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we need to know? Uh, we've got a lot of, here about Aaron that I think we hit on yeah. turnovers on offense or yeah. the the fumbles. I mean the Dobbs fumble that's an Aaron turnover really. It's not, but it is. is it? That was I mean, a, okay, it's a ter- but, it was a terrible throw. Okay, but the so the Dobbs catch and fumble. Was less of a catch than his touchdown. <laughs> That's true. It was. <laughs> I think the main everything thing with... changes when it's not a touchdown. Dobbs, it, it, Dobbs also has, he's got two fumbles on the year. He's got to start taking better care of those and get getting his hands in a little closer. He's he is careless with the ball, even on plays where he's not fumbling. So he needs so, to work on it. When you but when you watch his fumble in this game, I I go I go big football brain like instantly. And I'm like, but when we, he's being tackled by one person and then he gets hit in the head by another, yeah. like, what was he supposed to do? Well, ball. I think the criticism there is he could have maybe gone to the ground with it and not, yeah. I mean, Alan Lazard, essentially Alan Lazard just went to the ground for no reason at one point to not fumble. <laughs> well, that was, that was during overtime, which, by the way, the, the nice couple from uh, Kansas were like, why isn't he running? Run through contact. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Alan Lazard. Let's go. <laughs> he just referred to him as Alan, like they're like they're friends. Like, like come on, Alan. Alan. Come on. Good job, Alan. Well done. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Um, yeah, and and you said Jones should be fine. Was that was that in doubt that Aaron Jones would be fine, or Not, is this a different? They have a lot of fumbles. I think is the main thing I wanted to point oh, out. I see. And I Aaron see. Jones has one of them, and it was a high impact. Not this game, but oh right, they, they have. Yeah, sure. Turnover-wise, they have fumbled the ball quite a lot this year between botched snaps and Romeo and um, and Aaron Jones dropping one. So I think fumbles will regress, and they'll be fine and good. Okay. So I have sense that you're coming away that, from this, Paul, feeling pretty good about it. You are not feeling like this team kind of actually is a sucky 3-1 and team. You're thinking this is a pretty good win for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're kind of a sucky 3-1 and team. I, I, they probably should be more like 2-2. Two and two. They just played absolute trash except the Vikings. But I think everything that they have done wrong will will actually get better. And, uh, you know, that happens sometimes. What you are the first four weeks is not what you are the last four weeks. Last time they won the Super Bowl, they were not good early, and they came on late. And, I, I you know, if you want to be really optimistic, that might happen if those receivers can start actually hanging on to the ball a little bit more. And that's kind of the, that's the narrative I'm pursuing at the moment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, and, and our daily or weekly check-in with special teams, again, nothing to write home about, which okay. is a positive, except um, for the, oh, down ahead, punt, the down punt on the one-yard line um, was speaking with a Patriots writer. Yeah. And uh, he believed that Jack was rushing away from the ball to try and draw the Packers gunners as if he was going to get it. And their discipline was to follow the ball and not the returner. I think that's right. And, and so... I told him, I'm like, look, man, like Bill loves film study and the Packers had bottom five all time special teams last year, like literally one of the worst five special teams units to ever walk the face of this earth. And assuming that they would 
follow the returner or not get the ball in the one yard line was a fair assumption until right now. <laughs> and he's like, is that the Bisaccia effect? And I said, absolutely. It, it definitely build is. that man a statue. Yeah. It's week four, build him a goddamn statue. I, I know that JR thinks this wouldn't have worked, but I do want to rip Amari for not fair catching the punt at the end of regulation. Because there's, there's, there's no defense on a fair catch kick. Right. Yeah. So you get to kick it from the the line of scrimmage. You don't have to add seven yards onto it. And so it would have been about a 65 yarder for Mason with no defense in front of him. Mm -hmm. Like it's not easy, but I think you're like 50, 50 to make that. Um, Well, especially when you get the line drive it, you don't have to put any air under it. Mason has done one before it was 69. It's it nicks the bottom of the crossbar and it was admittedly quite a long time ago against the lions he is not as strong as he used to be, but I think 65, he can knock through without any defense. I think now he's is that, that is that pre penalty 65 or that's after penalty? It's it's pre penalty at post penalty. Okay, okay. Um, I actually don't, I'm not sure you can do it post penalty. Um, you might not be able to. Yeah. No, because I mean it, it's, it's, it's moot anyway because it took him out of that. Yeah, couldn't scenario. It, yeah, didn't didn't matter. But but uh, Amari should have been. But also he let the ball hit the ground. Like he would have mm. he would have fair caught it up a few more yards too and made it an even shorter fair catch kick. Yeah, um, and I think I it think should have Mason been told, can... like, t- tell him, hey, yeah. if you have a chance to fair catch this, like inside of the 50, do it because we get a free kick. Out of yeah, there, like I said to you, Paul, there's a pretty good chance. Who do not know about the fair catch kick? Zero percent chance Rich Passaccia is not acquainted with it. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure that at least crossed his mind They because they didn't do anything after the fact. Although uh, who knows? Who knows what they would have done if there had been no penalty? I, I yeah. don't know. Now I forget. Does the fair catch kick um, immediately forfeit uh, possession? It does. Yes. So it's treated exactly like a field goal. Yep. Yeah, so I, I still uh, I can, done it. Yeah. So so how much time is on the clock at that point? Is there enough time where it was like twelve seconds or something? There right? was four. Four. Oh God, yeah. Then absolutely. Oh okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. Have you? Did you guys hear the Manning argument uh, about when to call a timeout before a last second field goal? So All right, tell us. Nope. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning swears by six seconds, and Eli swears by less than four. I think. Um, uh, I agree with. Uh, I actually split the difference there. I think four or five is what you want. I believe the the runoff rule is that it's six seconds to kick a field goal. But yes, so so Peyton specifically says that it's six seconds yeah. and it gives you extra time in case you have a snap or something. You can throw it into the. Door I will say it. this though. I ha- I pay attention to this because I know that it's a six second r- rule. It is not enforced. Um, it is frequently <laughs> not run off uh, all six seconds. So yeah, I would not trust clock operators to do it. Which is where I think Eli is coming from, and yep. that's also Aaron Rodgers is a four second person. Um, it's just I don't know. Four seems to be the the chosen. <laughs> why why four? Why not one? What what's the what are you guarding because, against? There? Because four also still gives you like if there's a botch snap you could spike it. I think I got of, it. I also think four is uh, if you go to one you risk the clock operators not stopping the clock at all. If you want to give that. yourself some leeway to four, it will run out if you kick it and you will get you know the timeout in. One you never know and some jerk's not going to give you the timeout. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we want to see a fair catch kick. I I feel like last time I looked up when the when the last time one of those happened it wasn't even that long ago. It was like. They, like, they're pretty like free five years ago they happen about once every two, like three years i don't know that i've ever seen one made i will say that i think i've only seen misses um hi- highlight heaven which has like one and a half million subscribers on youtube has a compilation of 
fair catch kicks. <laughs> awesome. Incredible um, stuff. It's four minutes long. I'll post it in the in the group chat. Paul, if you want to put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, it is pretty pretty wild how this season has sort of lined up so similarly to last year. You know, they, they get their butts kicked. They beat the they beat the conference though. They go out west, or in this case east, but they go out to uh, to a coast, win a close game that they probably should have lost. Now, in this case, this doesn't quite line up because the overtime game against the Bengals that they won that has no explanation for how they won wasn't until week five last year. But they've got that out of the way here, uh, having uh, having won uh, in overtime in a situation where both teams had possession, uh, which, by the way, the defense definitely stepped up in, in OT to, to shut that down and end up setting up Mason Crosby <laughs> for the winner. And then uh, so now I'm guessing they win whatever that Steelers game was. In week four last year, it was like a 20, I think it was like 27, 17 or yep. something along. I think that was the score. Um, that's what we're going to look at here in London. They're going to they're gonna play the Giants about that. That's that's what we're trajectorying toward. I'm watching the video right now when they're showing the Mason Crosby. It, Matt Flynn is holding. Yep. It is versus Detroit in yep. 69 yards. With zero seconds left. Because I forgot, if you call a fair catch and the time runs out, you still you get it. You still that. get it. That's right. Wow. Um, it's such a good showed, rule. It's the you're best right, rule. Paul. You're right. It's, it's a completely stupid one. It's oh, yeah. Not, it's, so, like, why do we do that? It's ridiculous. Well, that makes no sense. They showed uh, the Cardinals. So, the Cardinals doing one from their own 42. I found an article from nineteen or from 2019. So it's a from little. From 1920. From, from 2019. <laughs> so it's a little out of date. But as of 2019, the last player to hit a fair catch kick was Ray Wershing in 1976. So it's uh, it's been quite some time. We need to since update that. Someone converted it. Matab, did you say 42? The the Cardinals got an opportunity at their 42 at their at their own 42 at their own so 42. Like, for, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and and actually, their their uh, they brought out. It looked like their punter. Sometimes um, the punter's got a bigger yeah. leg. And he and he went and treated it like a kickoff. Like so, he took like a ten-step sure. run-up. Heck yeah! Um, and then Incredible like knuckleballed stuff. it and and didn't even make the twenty. <laughs> I apologize to the drop third strike. Um, the um, Bears. <laughs> it, it is. A, this is a dumb rule, but it's also this a great is the rule. stupidest rule in sports, but <laughs> also is, fun. Look, dumb rules. Okay, there's a very famous phrase in engineering: if it's stupid and it works, it's not stupid. Yeah. This rule is very stupid, but it creates entertainment. It does. It does. Uh, are, fair, are we sure fair catch kicks are still legal in the NFL? I what? think I'm. Uh, there were a lot of people who mentioned that it should have happened. Um, All right. At the yeah. game, are you I looking think... up rules really quickly? I am, and I don't see anything to indicate otherwise. I mean, it's part right. of football. You could do. I've seen it in a high school game. Um, it was wild in the high school game. It actually was the difference between uh, going to a the next round of the playoffs or not. It, it was unsuccessful, but it was extremely close. Uh, they handled it like a kickoff where they actually had players on either side of him, like kind of clapping for him. It was very weird. <laughs> it was very weird. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this is real. Um, in 2019, the the Panthers gave it a shot. It looks like uh, October of 2019. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, Phil Dawson maybe tried one uh, a lot. Yep, yeah. I, I did find the entire list, and that 1976 was the last time it was successful. It has Incredible. not happened since then. Um, the last time it was actually attempted was in London um, by Joe Sly <laughs> Let's go. in 2019. So hopefully we'll get to see it again. Do we want to talk about anything else about London? They have no quarterback, uh, but they do have some good running backs. Um, they're not good, but their record is good. So uh, how do we feel about the Giants? 
they're actually a little hard to diagnose. I think that we all yeah. kind of feel like they're bad because, you know, they're the Giants and they've been bad for kind of ever. Um, and their defense is ranked like 28th in DVOA and their rush defense in particular is bad. But they've only given up like less than 20 points a game. And it, while, yes, it's been to bad teams like the Bears and the uh, Dakless Cowboys, um, it's not like they've been terrible on defense. They've been okay. Um, so if the Packers have some trouble again, I wouldn't be that surprised. Although I do think they can just lean on their normal horses and just run Aaron Jones and throw to Aaron Jones and check down and still score quite a few points. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, just got to not oh. get gashed by Saquon Barkley too many times. By the way, uh, Rule Ten, Section Two, oh, Article Five. <laughs> okay, that's the definition. Um, Article 5, extension of a period, is actually the only place where the fair catch kick is mentioned. Um, If time expires during a play in which a player has signaled for a fair catch, the following shall apply. If the player makes a fair catch, the receiving team may elect to extend the period with a fair catch kick, but does not have the option to extend the period by a snap from scrimmage. Okay. If the kicking team interferes with the receiver who has signaled for a fair catch, the receiving team will be awarded a 15-yard penalty and the option to extend the period. Hmm. Okay. So, so that's the move. You try and uh, pretend like you're not going to take a fair catch and they take one at yeah. the last second and get pounded. Then you have an easier kick. I guess last thing I'll say about the Giants is they do have one good cornerback. Um, that's Fabian Moreau. So, yeah, Fabian's good. Yeah, he, he is good. They're very lopsided, generally speaking. Um, so if you go away from him, should be all right. It might not be the greatest uh, Romeo game because I feel like that's that's who will get him. They run Lazard through the slot enough and move him around enough that it's hard to single up on him, but I think Dobbs is going to have a tough game for that reason. All right. Anything else? We can get to questions. Let's do questions. We have Let's lots of questions. questions. All right. We, well, we're well into this podcast, so yeah. well, we may have to trimmy, trim, trim, but not for our Patreon questions. Of course, if you uh, <laughs> sign up to be a patron, you get question priority We'll start with Flaley Joel Osmet for Matub. <laughs> What's the best spot for pasties in the UP? My money Past, is on Dobbs. First of all, pasties. hold on, hold on. This is important. <laughs> okay. These pasties are very different things. Nipples. Pasties go in your tummy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a that's a very clear. Now I um so when I first read that word, I I knew that it was very important how to pronounce it. Uh, I just. It occurred to me that I wasn't sure which one was correct, so I just leaned into it. Um, I did just I did have my first pasty when we went to the UP a couple of years ago. But anyway, uh, what's the best spot for pasties in the UP? My money is on Dobbers and Escanaba, but I think Latos is a contender. If Matub is busy packing cheese, then why is Christian Watson doing Amari Rogers things? <laughs> okay, so um, it's funny is the the distance between those two places he listed is like a four hour drive. <laughs> okay. So, so, uh, okay. I, I'll, t- I'll turn on my accent since it's the Uper question. Okay, dear. Yep. Oh yeah. If you're all the way over on the West side and you're going to go down and desk you can have a great time over at Dobbers. Uh, but, uh, Lato's is that, that's right on the bridge. That's in St. Ignis. eh? that's a great place for uh to come up and try a real pasty for the first time. Um, Why don't you just answer the fucking question? Yeah. <laughs> What's the I better place for the pasties? It, um, it's the best place is your grandmother's house. That's, <laughs> That's the thing. Like if if you if you're your, your grandma makes the best pasties. Okay. Your your right. your dad your your dad's mother makes the best pasties. Eh? 
Okay. And Christian Watson did Amari Rogers things at North Dakota State, and they're easy to do and implement. So he does them now because he's better at Amari Rogers at them as well. <laughs> well, he's returning for us. So. Yeah. <laughs> we are doing the entire next episode in a British accents, right? That's happening. Uh, yeah, I could do that. Okay. Gotta, should, okay, which which British accent? No, no, no. We just do? we we're just Americans. Oh, so we, we can each pick one. Let's go. I'm going to do Scottish. the whole thing as Paddy Pim. Okay. Um, I've Let, already decided not, not to do Not to it. do that, yes. I just changed my mind. Yep. <laughs> wow, that was fast, but it just occurred to me, holy cow, it'll go, it'll it'll get old so fast. Throb Zombie says, <laughs> what is the thought process behind running the time down to zero in overtime? Isn't conventional wisdom to kick it earlier to avoid fumbles and have time and downs to kick in case of a botch snap? Is there data to say running the clock down and running plays is the smarter move? We did kind of hit on this, right? A little bit. In overtime, I think... Um, your worst case scenario, if you run it down, is you'll, a tie. You'll either win or it'll be a tie. Uh, you could save yourself a couple seconds on the clock. I guess you run the risk of uh, if you have a turnover or something, they can run a hail, probably not a hail mary, but you know maybe a hail mary if they have a big arm quarterback. But you, you leave yourself at a little bit of risk um, to have the game stolen. Not much. I don't think it really matters that much. Oh, but uh, the Packers ran a Dio Sayodamo screen. Which uh, they ran as God help us all in Spanish. Um, all right. Yeah, it's because it, w- w- you need a new name because when they do that like screen and they try to do the the River City uh, relay shenanigans, we need a name for that. Don't we just call it the hook and ladder return? I know it's but it's but it, when you're doing it like twelve times and you end up giving it to a lineman, we can call it the like, we can call it the never works return. <laughs> it, there's a reason we talk about the River City relay. I um I hate the ten minute overtimes because this is a really good example. The Packers won the toss miraculously. Um, they got their chance, and yes, New England got their chance. And then the Packers could run out the clock if they wanted. Like you don't, it's it's never it's all it's just not equitable. You can't get any sort of it's it just doesn't feel like there's enough time for actual football. So uh, and are, that you're are just you gonna saying, end up in a tie. Yeah, are you saying that they should play until there's a winner? Um, I, I, I don't know why they got to be 10 minute quarters. I think they could just be at another full just quarter do 15. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just because that they've already played an hour of football. Well, I, I get that, but what's five the difference minutes. in five minutes? Yeah, like, let's just save play anybody. one more. Well, and, and I'm actually here arguing that five minutes is a difference, but it is, it is for, you're, in terms you're of increasing, play. you're increasing the already extra football by an extra 33%. That's fine. Then let's not have overtime. Make it make it Just a regulation a, game. Look, that's kicking fine. shootout, kicking shootout with five no, different no, players. No, no, no. This isn't the World <laughs> Cup. You, I mean, you play until you get a winner in the playoffs. Still, so like that's fine. But no, I, I, I'd be fine with the tie at regulation. But I don't. Uh, this half measure overtime feels weird to me. Agreed. Peter Wessels asks again: Is Daniel Jones or Bailey Zappi a better quarterback? I'm concerned that we will see more halves from Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, like the first half against New England. And is that a worthwhile concern? Uh, Bailey Zappi. I would say is like a puncher's chance to be better, but I don't think so. Daniel Jones sucks, but he is at least dangerous with his legs and he is not completely incompetent throwing the ball. So I'll go with Daniel Jones. Um, and but I, yeah, we might see some more super conservative Aaron halves, but it, if we see a lot, yes, but I do think that this will get fixed and he'll be fine. I just, I love that in last year's Madden face of the franchise, if you broke the, uh, the rookie passing records, Daniel Jones would send you a text message. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And he'd, and he'd be like, Hey man, happy to see someone take my record so soon. And then your response automatically is just trying to be like you big guy. 
Jones, by the way, was a trash Cubops quarterback, and Zappi was not. He was quite good. It's just a physical difference of Jones is a better athlete with a bigger arm, and sometimes in the NFL, that actually does matter. Yeah, I mean, look at the Tim Boyle laser show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Best example you could come up with. Yeah. Uh, old man on a bike <laughs> in Sherlington. I'm just an old man on a bike, but I thought <laughs> I thought Amari Rogers flashed deep hands on the punt at the end of the fourth quarter. They didn't show it on replay, but it looked like the ball was to bounce past him and or he could have fumbled it in traffic, but he didn't. Is there any hope for Amari on the roster or shall he spend his career in Green Bay in purgatory? Uh, they, they seem to really hate Amari. I, I don't think there's that much hope. And, you know, they, they elevate Juwan Winfrey to play over him when they need somebody on the actual offense. They just don't seem interested. So I, I, I think he's going to have to probably spend time in purgatory. Uh, it was a nice job not fumbling the thing he should have fair cut caught sure but i don't he's he's still pretty bad he's still pretty rough it's not good oh god it's like it's like the chick come on oh. i'm just a country chicken lord so i was at the badger game on saturday and isaac arendo took a kickoff right off the chest and bounding back to the defense one of many terrible things that happened to the wisconsin badgers this weekend I said this and it it really does strike me all the time. It is so understated how difficult it is to catch a football that is sent into outer space and do it when you've got like four bodies around you and people running at you. I don't know how anybody does it. I, I commend the people in the NFL who have figured out how to just corral that thing and not have it be an adventure because most people do make it look so, so easy. So I, I do not, uh, I do not begrudge when people have trouble with that. Once in my life, I attempted to catch five punts from a jugs machine. Um, I caught one out of four, and it left a welt in my. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, really hard. If somebody drops a quarter off the Empire State, you right or something like no, that. No, it's so... not. The, it'll reach terminal velocity. Yeah, it's the actually not true. On like fifty miles an hour. Okay, yep. okay. Sorry, sorry. I, <laughs> I committed a science myth. Both off. <laughs> we were both my immediately bad. like, no, 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 no. I have, I have an Adam Savage quote tattooed on my arm. You think I'm not going to bust <laughs> out MythBusters knowledge? All I'm saying is, if a football is dropped off the Empire State Building, it's going to hurt. <laughs> It'll hurt. That's true. Look, and if, these if people are expected to catch it. If a football falls in the forest, was Amari there to fair catch it? <laughs> maybe soon maybe if the green bay packers have their way he will be in the forest and not in green bay uh Jiraj cypher i had taken a guess but uh hope, hope i got i'm close to that name will lamar jackson be a packer next year oh my god how great would that be <laughs> it would be, be awesome <laughs> so he's a free agent at the end of the year they uh they have a problem in baltimore and i think this is going to turn into a a franchise tag standoff and i don't think they're really happy with each other so Maybe he would be phenomenal in the offense. We are literally chained to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think there's any way to get cap relief the way his contract is currently set up. Well, if he retires, um, he does get less expensive than if he plays the following year. So absolutely, but that, I mean, it's still his cap hit. Even if he retires, is still like like thirty million or something. Yeah, I, I know it's a, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, it is very hard to. But if you're signing Lamar Jackson to a long term deal. And you backload it so that you have errands go off. It, I think it's possible. Uh, this this yeah. won't happen. This will not happen. But, oh my it, God, but it would be why? Amazing. Why not? Let's do it. Lamar Jackson in a Shanahan offense. Oh my God. It would be oh so good. God. I want it. I mean, and Jordan Love can back him up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, KTM asks, why did 
Joe Barry played Bailey Zappi as if he was 2011 Tom Brady. <laughs> Is he capable of making a substantial <laughs> mid-game adjustments? Evidence uh, <laughs> probably plays Madden. Yeah, evidence kind of shows no, he's not good at mid-game adjustments. So, uh, who knows? Uh, nobody will. We'll never know this. It's weird that that happened. Packers hire a defensive coordinator who can make mid-game adjustments or draw 25 meme. Uh, in the same vein, Dr. Hillbilly asks, if we hand wave p- away positional value and pretend these people are all of equal importance to the success of the 2022 Packers, whose performance is the most concerning to date? Ooh, he lists Aaron Rodgers, Elton Jenkins, A.J. Dillon, Joe Barry, and Matt LaFleur. Um, I think Elton Jenkins and Joe Barry have to have a knife fight to the death and the yeah. winner plays right guard. I agree. It's Elton Jenkins and Joe <laughs> Barry after that. Jenkins it has been concerning. He... You know, it, justifiably, he had a serious injury. It takes a while to get back from that one. And it's his lateral movement that's been impacted by it. He's worth worrying about because he sh- like as long as he stays healthy, he'll get better and better. But uh, he might not stay healthy. That's a worry. And right now, he's pretty rough. So it's him. And you think moving to guard would solve that to a, some degree? Tackle or... is a lot more lateral and yeah. a lot less uh, just forward and or guards more forward and back. Um, I have actually I have terrible knees myself. I blew out my left knee playing soccer when I was 27 years old. Um, the sports the sport that I am best at is volleyball, and that is because I can go forward, backward, and actually jump kind of strangely high for being me um <laughs> and my knees can handle that fine but if i've got to like cut on a dime and go left and right can't do it at all um not not well, great john elway famously played without acls he did not really known for his lateral quickness jd says oh by the way oh. is this is this jd igniter kid on twitter i think Pro- so probably Okay, because shout out to jd igniter kid on twitter for buying a whole bunch of coffee yeah he did appreciate, that's, I appreciate that's you. right so if uh, this is if this is him, I, that that feels like a move that a patron would have. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? How much better would the Packers have looked versus the Pats if Jordan Love was the quarterback, just running the offense instead of whatever Rodgers was doing, especially in the first half? Is this the start of the decline? Regardless of what Rodgers decides to do this offseason, the Packers have to pick up Love's fifth year option if this continues, right? I think we covered basically everything except the Love stuff. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I. I don't think they are in. I was just going to say in love with love, and then I stopped myself. Uh, <laughs> enamored, enamored, yeah. Um, I, I, bad with love. <laughs> I think they'll start looking at other options, and if Aaron wants to come back next year, I, I honestly don't think he's been that bad. It was, it was not a great first half. It really wasn't. He started slowly. He missed a couple throws. Pick six was bad at the end, uh, but he played also quite a lot better in the second half, and. In retrospect, that first half wasn't as bad as it looked. Um, I do think he'll get better. There are a lot of good excuses for Aaron to be struggling. Um, there's chemistry. There's offensive line. I think he'll be all right. And I, I think that Aaron Love is uh, Aaron Love. That I think Jordan Love is probably done. Um, I, I don't think that they care for. I don't think they are impressed. And I think that people are looking very fondly on Jordan Love slinging it against Vikings backups in garbage time. Yeah. I mean, he did very well in his two minutes. It's just, it's not real it's, football. It's not real football. Yeah. All right, Brett Smith asks, 
how concerned are you guys with the defensive line? Was it a scheme issue, a personnel issue, or a little of both? It's a Dean Lowry issue. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Kenny's, yeah, I thought I mean, Jaron Reed had a great game. Right? Jaron Reed had, I think, the highest PFF grade and had a good game and led the team in tackles. Kenny right. was and, a monster. And, and the entire reason Jaron Reed still has a career is he's a good run defender. Yep, that's it. it it's a Lowry problem. And I, it, honestly, if they just flip wide in there, even if he like kind of sucks, it will probably fix he's, most of He's the a large athlete. Yeah. It, that would help. He has a bigger anchor than Dean Lowry. That's all you need. I'm I'm really surprised that they. Well, I guess Dean Lowry is is pretty seasoned at this point, so I guess that's ah. why they would defer to him. <laughs> ah. Do you hate yourself a little bit for making that? Point? Do no, absolutely not. If you are if you are going to be slinging puns, you have to be shameless, Matub. I don't hate so, myself. So why do why do I get Jesus Christed? Because um, <laughs> your puns aren't as good as mine. Patrick Detmer asks, <laughs> watching the London game reinforced my belief that Kirk Cousins is the king of underthrowing his receivers, whether intentionally or not, and drawing garbage pass interference calls. If if you were a coach, especially one of a struggling passing offense like the Packers, would you coach your quarterback to start making throws like this in certain situations, like on third and long when you're on the opponent's side of the field, but outside of field goal range? Bro, just watch the watch the Jordy injured year. Yeah. Wide, re- wide receiver two was DPI, man. Like <laughs> Aaron Rodgers already knows Aaron's underthrown plenty of guys this year, too. <laughs> and well, and but I would say specifically him and Devontae had this great DPI chemistry where like Devontae knew when Rogers was purposely throwing for DPI and Devontae could sell it very yeah, well. Yeah, and he'd try and fight back through the corner. It was beautiful. He, yeah. Um, it's not a good strategy, though. It's it's what makes Cousins bad when he's bad, is when the calls don't show up, those turn into interceptions quite quickly and that is Kirk in a nutshell mm-hmm. yeah Tom hate in some alternate history would the Packers defense be better or worse if they had hired Jim Leonard as defensive coordinator <laughs> this is such a good question for the moment would Paul Chris still be head coach of the Badgers would Wisconsin sports teams pro and college feel as miserable as they do now and for those who forgot Jim Leonard as far as we know was offered the defensive coordinator position and turned it down yep. didn't he like didn't he like tweet that straight up like i'm staying at wisconsin or something like that like I yeah him, I him making a public statement saying that like yeah i mean just i i don't know i don't remember him specifically acknowledging that he had the job offer but uh it, it doesn't matter he, he was pretty much clearly offered that job did not want I, it i, wanted I to stay swear it was it was something along the lines of like i feel honored for the opportunity but my family and i want to stay in madison or something like that yeah yeah that could be that sounds right that still doesn't fully acknowledge that yes the packers were like will you work for us but um it, it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because uh, you, uh, you uh non-packers folks like extra wisconsin stuff are really going through it right now uh, Man, it, i feel so bad it's a time it's a time the brewers were eliminated this week yeah the wisconsin badgers were eviscerated by a lesser team perceptively lesser team clearly not lesser on the field this year and then they fired their coach and uh the... they, they fired their coach in the third quarter of a close packers game that incredible is, timing that I mean, is just, the best friday news dump ever you can't even choreograph that better uh, there's part of me wonders if that was intentional but it it, it, it was just beautiful just um beautiful beautiful work i was the only person glued to my phone in the bar once again because they were all normies i announced the crisp firing and got booed. Oh, wow. <laughs> like during a commercial break, I look at my phone and I was like, hey guys, Wisconsin just fired Kristen. Yeah. I saw it, I saw it break almost instantly after the Romeo Dobbs drop. Now I'm sure it couldn't have been coordinated to that specificity, <laughs> but it was uh, I mean I hope it was. That was it, honestly like cosmically aligned. Just just very well done. Um 
So yeah, the Bucks, the Bucks are going to be favored to win the 2023 NBA championship. So it's not, it's not a complete wash right now. And the Packers are three and one, but uh, anyway, in the alternate history to answer Tom's question, would the Packers defense be better or worse if they had hired Jim Leonard? I don't think we have evidence to suggest that they would necessarily be better or worse. In my personal opinion, uh, they'd probably be about the same. I think, I think Jim Leonard's a better coordinator than Joe Barry is. I think he's kind of a savant along the lines of what Rex Ryan was. And so I'd say that they'd be better. Um, but, who knows? We, we haven't I mean, seen was, at the pro level. They won 13-3 last year, and I don't know if I'd say the defense is the problem at the end of the year. It wasn't It wasn't what cost them against San Francisco. Nope. So, like, God, I don't know. Like, it, it wasn't. Can, can you top that? Can yeah. you top that? Paul and I were there, man. It was Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, and the special teams. I, I, don't, I don't think Paul Christ would still be the head coach for the Badgers. I think Paul... Um, Paul kind of made his own bed in terms of recruiting and stuff and probably still would be out right now, but maybe not. Who knows? The alternate timeline is quite different. Lots of things are probably different. Right. Yeah. Maybe there was no COVID in the alternate timeline. That'd be sweet. That actually, I think, would have very much benefited the Badger football program. (laughs) It would have. It would have put them in a better spot. All right. Price Price Trozine says... Look at the second. Look at the second price <laughs> question first. Uh. Oh wait, I, I said it. No short I. Oh, Trozen. Got it. Trozen. Sorry, sorry. It's not Tolzine, <laughs> all right. It's, I mean, I, I, you damn Wisconsin. <laughs> so I I draw that from having people in my life when I was growing up whose last name is without the T, Rosine, R O S I N. So that's where that's coming yep. from. But okay, we're we're on to a correct pronunciation. Price Trozen. There has there has been at least one turnover in each game, and the others are are in the bottom five of turnover differential. Your thoughts on if this is going to continue or if they regress to the mean? Sips. <laughs> ah, oh, he drank. He did his own drink. That's great. Yes, built in built in drink for the bit. Love it. Uh, but will it regress to the mean? I don't know if there's any way to know that. I think fumbles will come back down. Um, yeah. I would assume Aaron interceptions come back a little bit. The only reason I'm a also, little hesitant is he's thrown quite a lot of interceptions against some kind of garbage defenses, mm-hmm. and the defenses get harder in the second half. So that one might come back to the mean in terms of, you know, against your average defense, Aaron throws X, but they're not going to be facing average defenses against Buffalo and um, a few other strong teams. Yeah, but, I mean, Buffalo's secondary starting to fall apart. Well, especially they are. Losing like a hide. Yeah. Um have the Packers lost all of their fumbles? I they've lost a lot. I'm not sure they that lost at the, at most they it, lost it, all. But it one. depends on what you count aborted snaps as too, because they got at least <laughs> one of those back. Um, but yeah, so if the Packers have lost most of their fumbles, there will be some mean regression there. Yep. At the end of the year, you'll usually see a 50-50 split. All right. Tyler Gibson says, why did the Packers run A.J. Dillon out of the gun versus under center? What, literally everyone is doing it. It is a plague across the league. Yeah, it's really dumb. It will be fourth and one, and they're running out of, uh, like, offset shotgun normal. Like, I, what the hell? By the way, I, I wrote a big article on why specifically these runs don't work as well, um, having to do with some research that happened at the Big Data Bowl a few years ago and what predicts uh, successful runs best. And uh, the league just seems to be ignoring that, the lesson from that completely. Because Matt's right. The, uh, the whole bunch of teams do this, and it works as well for all of them. <laughs> I, it, I think it's just AJ's big. When we go shotgun, the defense is usually small. 
theoretically he should win. The, the problem with that is when you run out of the gun, AJ is standing still, and everybody running at him is running not standing still. So he loses that battle a lot of the time. It's stupid they should stop it. When he, when he runs from under center, uh, it, by the way, st- we talked about this last week. Statistically, he's actually a little better from shotgun. I think it was 4.1 versus 3.8 yards per carry. But there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, a lot of his under center is short yardage affects that. He's better, he's better from under center. You're right about that. Uh, hey, you know who else was better from under center and terrible from shotgun? Adrian Peterson. True. And the Vikings regularly ran him out of the shotgun. He was terrible at it. Mm-hmm. Tyler, second question is, what is the main factor or factors in Rogers' inconsistency so far? This It has been two years since he did ayahuasca. Yeah. It's, he's got to do it. He's got to, like, he he's run out of DMT magic. I think I keep... it's, it's rookies and um, offensive line injuries and age in that order. I keep coming back to the haircut. <laughs> they can't. He can't keep doing that. It's it's just not right. It's not. It's not natural. Someone <laughs> someone needs to tell him. The hair is. You know what's go. really funny is I have been like a huge like literally the last five years talking crap about Aaron's hair every single year, and Huffington Post just did an article about like people bagging on his current haircut, and I was not mentioned once, and I have one of the most successful tweets about. It. <laughs> <laughs> it is oh it is such pure matub to be upset that there was a tweet compilation put together and you were not included as somebody who is who's proudly producing twitter content oh man well excuse me someone who probably makes articles that are just twitter aggregates <laughs> all the time would, would like, you not include all me? the time no, I, I probably would not because we have a podcast together and that feels like maybe a little ethically questionable, but I definitely, uh, I, I do them all the time. I, I think it's very funny. Uh, I, I love that you are standing up for your brand. That's, that's key. All right. Uh, we close down with, of course, the one and only Patreon uh, subscriber, Danny Noonan. Uh, when told, <laughs> when told that the Packers or Giants or whomever are playing a game in London, what percentage of Americans would ask or think for a moment, are they playing a team from England? <laughs> I know at least one. <laughs> oh my God. I bet you every single non, uh, like, especially like if they're soccer fans, like thinking it would be like, what do they call those? Like fun games? Friendlies. Friendlies. Yeah. Like if they think it's a friendly, like, <laughs> I think uh, most Americans, even those who don't follow football, know that there aren't European teams to play. But I do think it's more than we would sort of assume because there's also a bunch of Americans who know nothing about sports at all. Look, and I, I will also tell you, I have met NFL fans who believe NFL Europe still exists. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Barcelona Dragons. That's what I'm saying. So like, maybe it would be like the way that it used to be like the, the NFL champion and the college all-star game. Like maybe, maybe yeah. it's NFL Europe versus a random NFL team. Um, I saw an interview with Penn Jillette, the magician, once, where he, he said, he said, uh, like, okay, I, I know this now, but I never used to pay attention to sports at all, and I, for a long time, thought that all of the teams uh, had players from that city playing for the team, and when I found out they didn't, I was kind of mad about it. <laughs> so, That's really interesting. Yeah. So, I, I, like, I think, like, that level of knowledge, you might assume, yeah, you are going over to play an English team in England. That makes some sense. There's probably a decent amount of people who are along that level of knowledge. Didn't the, didn't the USFL do regional drafts? Like you had, I think they like, did. You like you had areas that you could pull people yeah. from. I mean, that would make sense if you want to drum up interest. Well, uh, I mean, I, the, the Michigan Panthers drafted that really terrible quarterback from U of M first overall. I, 
there's options there. Who, yeah. was, who, was, you, who, the, who was U of M's quarterback two years ago? Was uh, like a, I honestly, I Shea Patterson. Yes, it was Shea Patterson. Oh, okay. They, wow. they drafted Shea Patterson first overall. All right. Um, he was awful. He got benched for Paxton Lynch. <laughs> I think uh, a question that a lot of people do ask, and we've probably spent too much earnest discussion on a Danny Noonan question, but um, <laughs> the uh, the one question I think people do ask is if if England will get a team, if if uh, there will be a team based out of London, and that is of course on the I think on the table or something that they're the, working toward. God, the, the travel would just be. It awful. would be crazy. It would be crazy. But like, you know, it's it's like Thursday night football used to be a novelty or, you know, they they, they, they find ways to make all this work yeah. and make it make it normal. So um, London is one of the options in. OK, I'm, I'm sorry, Jr. I really am. London's one of the options when you relocate a team in Madden. Um, and yeah. they is it really? To, they, they put that in there. Yeah, they default to the London Knights. Um, huh. You can like and their colors are red and black and it's like a like a rook. Or not a rook, like a chess piece. Um, That'd be amazing. The London rooks. That would be yeah, awesome. But it's, it's the London knights, and it's and it's like a like a chess knight. Okay. Um, yeah. One of the other options is like there's a there's San Antonio. Um, you can move teams to L.A. Like L.A. can have five teams. Of course. Mexico City is an option, and I believe there's two Canadian options. All right. Uh, so I, I I'll go on record. I think Toronto gets a team before London does. That's interesting. I don't know if I buy that because of the the amount of commitment they've put into the, the bills almost yeah. the bills almost went to Toronto. Yeah, I mean it certainly makes more sense geographically, of course, but um, and I mean they've got pro sports teams and you know three other leagues, so that would certainly make sense. I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay, let's move on to Twitter questions. Uh, thank you, by the way, for those of you who are patron- patrons who submitted questions. Devlin Sheehan said, I always thought things were going to be a bit goofy on offense the first half of the season, so the inconsistencies haven't caused me too much heartburn. What inefficient, underperforming part of the offense do you feel confident will improve by the end of the season? We d- we've done this one. So yeah, it's we've done receivers, that also offensive line, both of them. All right. Thank you, Devlin. Yep. Scott Hettenbach says, what is the over-under in total receptions for Mercedes Lewis but, uh, the rest of the season, and why is it <laughs> 0.5? He has no targets, right? He has no targets, yeah. has he? Does he even run routes? Because I'm pretty sure by week three, he had no routes. Run. I don't think he's run a route yet. Uh, I'm I think pretty it... sure it takes him three weeks to get through a route. <laughs> so he's playing, he's playing tight right tackle. I will take the over on this. I think they will at some point bust out a trick play for him. I think they're... They're probably saving one for just the right time, and he'll get one. How great would a Mercedes end around? <laughs> no, oh. they will not do that. It, I mean, they better start running it right now. <laughs> That's, <good. laughs> That's so great. Such a great visual. I love Mercedes Lewis so much, Look, guys. Because when he runs an end around, the end is around the corner. <laughs> oh, yes. Jonathan Deal says, what contract would you give Rashawn Gary? And would you try to get it done before the end of the year? Also, do you keep Aaron Jones after this year? He looks like the emotional engine of the Packers offense this year and their first or second best player there. I give Gary a ton. Um, I'm not even sure what the fair market value is for um, an an edge rusher of his caliber right now, but it's it's quite large. Um, I think... There's not like a good comp out there that's not on his rookie contract. His market value is 20.5. (laughs) <laughs> um but i i would i would i would try and extend him while he is still extendable because you still can you know get him extra money on the fifth year um before he gets free to free agency maybe and he might just want to go to free agency if i were him i'm i think i'd probably want to go to free agency and play around with the the, the franchise tag yeah 
But like, so he, I think you try and extend for like four years and another like what twenty million a year, twenty so two million. Four years, twenty million a year would put him around Leonard Williams' money, and he'd be making significantly less than Watt, Bosa, and Gary. You got to go higher. You got you're gonna have to give him. So T.J. Watt got four years, one hundred and twelve. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so that's much. 20, that's twenty eight a year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Miles Garrett got five, one twenty five. So that's twenty five a year. I think you have to approach that, and I think he's probably worth it. He's very—he's still young, right? He's like—he's going to be he's, young for a he's while. He's twenty-four. He's twenty-four and three hundred eleven days old. Yeah, so he'll, so be, he'll be twenty-five 25. in a couple months. But yeah, and uh, okay. So for reference, Joey Bosa signed a five-year, one hundred thirty-five million year deal at twenty-five. All right. They're not going to be able to keep Aaron Jones. They're not. You're no. right. No way. He's going to cost too much, and he's a running back, and he's a great running back. He really is. But uh, you, you can't be doing that. You have other guys the, to sign. The heel turn of Paul on running backs and inside linebackers over the last Well, I just said you years. can't keep him, though. Uh, uh, he's He is phenomenal, but you can't keep him. You just can't. you got to have to pay him Aaron Jones' much. base salary Next year, it's is... 20 mil, isn't it? No, right now his base salary is one million dollars yes, with a signing bonus of three point two. But next year is fun. Next, sixteen. His cap number next year is sixteen. Next year's sixteen, that's too much. You can't do that. No, sorry, next year it's twenty. I thought um, it was his, twenty. It, it's twenty. His dead cap next year is nine and a half. Mm-hmm. So if you cut him na- if you cut him at the end of the year, it's nine and a half dead cap and you save ten. So mm. All right, so the last question is a Discord question. It's from Loco Pabs. Which player will be most jet-lagged, and how could they best fight the jet lag? Okay, but London's only five hours? Six. Six? Yeah. Not bad. Um, i do six hours standing on my head. Well, it, <laughs> uh, if you do want to fight jet lag, um, exposing uh, some of the thinner-skinned areas on your body, like the back of your knees, uh, to... Uh, a sun lamp during the flight can actually help you adjust. Uh, if you want to go that route, that, that's helpful. Sleeping is good. Probably the best thing to do is just sleep on the plane. Um, but uh, yeah, do that. Um, but it's not that bad a flight. Like going out west isn't that much worse than going to London. It's so it's fine. I, I do the opposite. Uh, I stay up a full day. And then when I arrive in my location of a weird time zone, I go to sleep when I would normally go to sleep in that time zone. All right. That's so my strategy is to stay awake for twenty something hours. Yeah. And I have no idea who's gonna be the most jet lag. I feel like this is a begging for Aaron kind of thing. It's, but uh, <laughs> I, I have no evidence. Is, that is Aaron Rodgers gonna get arrested in the airport for <laughs> smuggling drugs? He he will not. He'll be fine. Yeah. I think All right, guys. That's that's, uh, that's a wrap for this week's edition. I, th- I feel nice. like that went well. That was a good show. <laughs> J- JR, anything, job, to pl- anything to plug now that the baseball sport is done? And I think it went better than the first hour and a half of the Packer game. Yeah, it did. Uh, no, not much. Uh, really, I-, I wrote about Dalton Varsho, who is a uh, Wisconsin <laughs> native. I love, plays for the Arizona love Dalton Varsho. Yep, plays for the Arizona Diamondbacks now. He's a catcher slash center fielder, the rarest of uh, positional combinations. The Biggio. And he is so good in the outfield. He is maybe going to win a gold glove, and I, I think should win a gold glove. He is arguably literally the best defensive outfielder in Major League Baseball this year. So that's cool. Got to sit down and talk to him. Uh, it's been fun following his career a little bit. You know, there aren't there are more and more Wisconsin baseball players. Um, Gavin Lux of the Dodgers will get to play in the postseason. Maybe Jared Kelenic with the Mariners. So uh, so that's kind of fun. Um, oh, and uh, Owen Miller with the with Cleveland. So. 
cool to catch up with him. And uh, other than that, I don't know. I, I did put together a list of the great uh, Paul Chris, uh, the, the Badgers games, Badgers moments under Paul Chris. There have been some pretty good games since 2015. Uh, there's, uh, I mean, his record is very good. So there've been there've been a lot of wins. And wrap that up at jsonline.com. And uh, and yeah, that was uh, those are the more recent things that those posted on uh, on Tuesday here. I, I don't know. I don't know what, what uh, what's coming. What's coming Wednesday or whatever this week. And now that the Brewers, like you said, are set are wrapping up. I don't I don't really have like one thing that I'm focused on. So uh, so we'll see. Maybe maybe even some Packers content. Who knows? Sweet. All right. Matt, how about you? I, I continue to try and make this stupid. You're still NFL doing the pro. VR thing. Dude, it is awful. This game is terrible. It gets worse with every passing minute. It, it The game is awesome for 15 minutes, and there's a fun novelty. And if someone else owns the game, you absolutely need to try it. Do not spend $30 on this flaming piece of crap. I'm uh, where, where I am in the Packers schedule, I just play the Bills. Are you just, like, determined to get to the Super Bowl in it? I have to. I have to get a Super Bowl. I just, like, I've played all the mini games. I've... Like I just I, I oh it's awful. I've I set the single season passing touchdown record to see if you get a trophy for it because there's like a trophy case that populates itself. Um or the oh single boy. game passing like yep. you get you, there's game and season and career trophies. Um there is not a uh eight touchdown single game uh trophy, which I think is dumb. Um I even added the company on Twitter today because of the horrible glitches I've been coming across. It is it's awful. Um but I have a baseball question. Okay. I have been hearing that uh, stealing second is more prevalent because pitch framing has been the chosen catcher's uh, trait as opposed to arm strength, and catchers can't make throw to second anymore. I'm, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, I'll, half of it, you're half right. You're half right that catchers are not as good at, at gunning guys down trying to steal second. That's, that's true. But stealing is not up. Yeah. Because the risk of getting thrown out is 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 just not worth the attempt. So no one's attempting stolen bases, at least yeah. in terms of how they used to, you know, back in like 90s, early 2000s. Right. So yeah, the math rolling work. it rolling it back into football pitch framing making it so catchers can't throw to second anymore the uh rise of 2003 defenses because the run game is working or the power run game has made a return due to the light boxes and small defenders um ebb and flow of multiple pro sports all right I appreciate you trying to uh, to compare football to baseball. That is that is absolutely my favorite Matub content. So Same. continue really continue doing so this. I love it. I love, love it. So love mad baseball. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I have my uh, recap at the Shepherd Express that will be up tomorrow. I'm writing on Aaron's lack of mobility. Um, he has <laughs> he's only got three carries so far this year. That's way 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 down from what he does normally. Um, just about comparing him to. Uh, Comparing him to other aged quarterbacks who have suffered a lack of mobility and what it portends. So that also going to write about Alan Lazard being awesome later this week. So check both of those out. Let, uh, me, let me ask one more thing, because as, as we're doing this, Dak Prescott flashing across my screen. and Only if uh, it's about Devin Aramosh. <laughs> Devin Aroma should do. Um, Cooper Rush, the name of my late 90s punk ska band. I... Um, I feel more confident saying that Jordan... Jordan Love could could if he had to be quarterback for two or three games, could keep them in the same position that they've been in with Aaron Rodgers. Just because Rodgers seems to maybe there's a little bit of a decline there, and 
I, I don't know. I don't know if it matters if 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 you have an elite quarterback right now. It seems like they have it set up pretty good, right? Am I am I crazy thinking that? I don't think you're crazy. I, I think that that's probably true. They do enough schemed throws that Jordan can make that that's a good chunk of the offense. They'd probably be all right for a bit. Where it gets you is if you get into a uh, a close dire situation late, a comeback where you got to run pace or something like that, where. Aaron improvisation helps you a lot more than Jordan improvisation does. But you're right. Fundamentally, if you're just playing normal football in a close game, he can probably execute just fine. All right. Well, hopefully we never have to find out. But we'll see. Hopefully not. All right. That'll do it for us. Have the mini pod on Friday, um, previewing London. And uh, we'll be back next week to, to recap England, not with accents. British accent! I bet you they won't play this song on the radio I bet you they won't play this new song It's not that it's or controversial Just that the ing words are awfully strong You can't say on the radio Or, or, or You can't even say I'd like to you someday Unless you're a doctor with a very large So I bet you they won't play this song on the radio I bet you they dare in well program it I bet you their in goal program directors Will think it's a load of horse <laughs>